Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Okay. Uh, guess five. Yes. Call is going to be recorded. Uh, if you want to ask questions, um, it's best to be on the call live. If you're... If you got questions, all right? Okay. All right. All right, so basically, um, our group, um, we have a couple of groups. One of them uh, deals with authentication here in the state of Georgia, as well as processes of uh, getting documents recorded and things like that. And um, <clears throat> sometimes you know, people run into problems in getting their documents recorded. And so we want to go over a couple things that will help you to get your <clears throat> documents recorded, get it authenticated, and to get the uh, things you need done, status correction, stuff like that. Um, done. Um, we don't uh, promote any particular process. Um, we are investigating any and all processes or claims. And uh, it could be uh, it could be discussed. Uh, we don't have a problem with that, but we just want you to know that we're not promoting any particular process um, over another one. Um, all information that is given uh, is given to educate, not legal advice. I am not a t an attorney, um, and I'm just basically trying to help our fellow uh, men and women who are trying to get out of the clutches of um, a system that is uh, going sideways, all right? So I just wanted to make those things clear. Um, all right, so um, most of us are attempting to um, record documents in the county. Whatever processes that we're using uh, doesn't make a difference. Um, the, 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 the main factor is we need to follow procedures. If we're not following their procedures, then uh, your documents can be refused. You're not doing them properly. And so basically what we want to do is we want to go over some things, excuse me, to help, hopefully help you to get your documents uh, done properly so that they can be recorded no matter what procedure that you're using. Um, what 
what you're attempting to try to do, whatever processes you're attempting to try to do. Okay? So it's imperative that we understand what we're doing and why we're doing it. So for most of us, or for, for pretty much for any case that you're going to be filing into, okay, uh, it is advised um, that you get it notarized. And the reason why, if you're, if you're getting it notarized, okay, you're dealing with an officer of the court, one who, per statute, per constitution, per whatever, is authorized to take um, oaths, okay? Uh, hold on one second. All right, so here in Georgia, the process goes like this. Uh, you will go into a notary, whatever you're doing, if you're doing an affidavit, a dep deposition, or whatever, and you would present your paperwork to the notary. Uh, the notary would ask you for identification. In some cases, uh, if you have a long-standing relationship with your notary like I do, um, I just go in, they know me personally, and um, they will notarize your documents. Folks are being told that a notary is only notarizing your signature. And that is not true. Okay? All right. So um what I'm um I'm looking what I'm looking at now, what I'm reading to you is from one of my authenticated documents. Okay? And I I wanna I wanna share this with you so that you understand because this is coming directly from the court itself. And in Georgia Okay, in order to get an authentication in Georgia, you have to, one, first go to a notary. Um, then you have to get a notary acknowledgement that that notary is in good standing, okay, from the secretary, I'm sorry, from the um, clerk of the court, okay? And then uh, you would take it up and get it authenticated by the secretary of state, all right? So the acknowledgement for, from the clerk of the court for that notary reads something like this. I, whoever the clerk of the court, whatever court that, that that notary is part of, do hereby certify that as a record in this office that the notary name, address, was on the date of whatever date you're getting uh, the document notarized, uh, this particular document that I have in my hand, uh, was done in August of 2014. So it states that uh, she was a notary on August 20, 2014. Duly commissioned and sworn and authorized by the laws of the state of Georgia as a notary public for the state of Georgia to take proof of acknowledgement of deeds and other instruments in writing to be recorded in said state to administer oaths and affirmations in said state that commission to remain in effect for a period of four years expiring August the 19th, 2018. Okay, so the key thing is, is this. There's two parts to this that this uh, clerk of the court is acknowledging. Okay, she's in good standing as of the date that you 
um, notarize the document. She was in good standing, okay? And then she can take proof of acknowledgement of deeds. So she can uh, notarize deeds. And what is she notarizing on the deed? That the people are who they say they are, okay? That's one. And two, that they are conducting a transaction, a transfer of real estate, okay? Or other instruments and other instruments. So it could be will, will and testaments, um, uh, deeds of conveyance, so forth, okay? To administer oaths and affirmations in said state. So once that is done, that is attached to your document that was notarized by the notary, okay? And so uh, when you go up, um, you end up, uh, if you're going to uh, get it authenticated by the Secretary of State here in Georgia or whatever state you're in, okay, they're going to put an a affidavit. I mean, I'm sorry, they're going to put an a authentication on there. Now, um, and let me let me just say this. Um, um, the only, all right, the difference between an affidavit, I mean, I'm sorry, the difference between an apostille and uh, authentication, um, one, the uh, apostille is for countries that have signed an agreement with the Hague or, or have a treaty through the Hague, okay? Um, you don't want to get apostille. You want to get an authentication. And the reason why is authentication removes you out of that corporate jurisdiction as much as possible. Well, what do you want something that's certified or you want something that is authentic? It's just like um, there's this place where I used to live at. They made these pies, and these pies were good. And the fact that when I was up north, I went and got a whole case of these pies. Um, and basically, the authentic pie was made by a guy named Ali. And anybody else's pie was not authentic. It was a copycat. It may have been a certified pie, but it wasn't his pie. So if you want an authentic pie, from from Ali, you had to get get it from Ali, and it was certified. It were it was a it was authenticated that this is an Ali bean pie. All right. So what do you want? Do you want a copy? Do you want an imitation, or do you want the authentic, that which is real? Okay. So those are the differences between the apostille one apostille being that countries that are in in um, in a treaty with one another, and most of them are corporate, corporate, corporate uh, entities, or do you want something that is authentic? Okay. All right. So once you get it authenticated, all right, the authentication cover reads thusly: By His Excellency Nathan Deal, who was our governor, Governor Commander in Chief of the Army and Navy of this state and of the militia thereof. To all whom these presents come, greetings. Know ye that name of whoever it was that signed the, the document that uh, uh, acknowledged that the uh, notary was uh, in good standing, okay, 
whose official signature appears to the instrument of writing here too, annexed, was at the time of the uh, of the uh, fixing the same here there too, the duly qualified elected commission clerk of the Superior Court of said county in Georgia, as appears from the records of this department, and that his her attestation is in due form. Therefore, all due faith, credit, and authority is and ought to be had and given to her or him. I further certify that the Secretary of State of Georgia is the custodian of the great seal of said state. Now, um, in Georgia, this, the, the Georgia seal is a 1776 seal. And why is the 1776 seal important? Because it predates um, Reconstruction, the switching from the republic form of government to the corporate shyster government. All right. So the 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 1776 seal is going to get you back further to the 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 the, 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 the jour government. Okay. So it says it's uh, given under my hand in the great seal of the state at the Capitol in Atlanta, the seventh day of July. 2016, and of the Independence of America, 241st, uh, signed by the governor, signed by the uh, Secretary of State, and signed by the Executive Secretary. Okay. Let me throw a disclaimer out here. Um, I'm not going to... Uh, I'm not going to or I'm not promoting religion. Uh, I don't care what you believe. What you believe, that's your choice. That's that's your belief, okay? Um, I'm just going to say, and I'm going to say this, and hopefully everyone on the call understands, that um, majority of the things that these people um, do is derived from Scripture, okay? Now, Scripture says that at the hand of two or three witnesses, a matter is established, okay? If you're going to testify um, against somebody, you need to have two or three witnesses. And I'm not talking about witnesses who your buddy or witnesses who who um, you're chummy chummy with or you're in cahoots with. You're getting people who are unbiased, okay? And these people are 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 coming up online. So when you look at that authentication that uh, I've read from, I have five witnesses. It's actually more. <clears throat> it's actually more than five witnesses on this document. There's three on the authentication. There's one on the acknowledgement. And then there's myself. Well, this one, it's only uh, one, two, three, four. There's five witnesses, okay, on this document. All right, one of those being the, uh, the notary 
or the notary being the first one because she is the one who was authorized to take oaths and affirmations. Okay? All right. So most of us and a lot, a lot of us uh, have been attempting to get our birth certificates authenticated. Okay? Um, and we've been trying to get them authenticated from the county, state, and federal. Okay? All right. So, um, in fact, I just had my birth certificate or a copy of my birth certificate out. Okay, so when you look at your birth certificate, there is there's two things that is most important that's on that birth certificate. The first thing is, one, that there's a signature from an official, okay? And on my birth certificate, which is from Pennsylvania, all right, actually... All right, so I have the Secretary of Health, and then I have the State Register, okay? So there's two witnesses on there, and then there's a a raised seal, and then there is a seal that is in the back from the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, okay? All right, so... Technically, a birth certificate is a document that can be self-authenticated. My wife has a document, uh, a birth certificate, that has a race seal on it. It has a signature on it, but it is not recognized by the federal government or the state of New Jersey. And the reason why it's not recognized, (coughs) excuse me, is because at the time of my wife's birth, there was a lot of shady stuff going on in the particular city that she was born in, a lot of corruption, okay? So we're going to transition in on to the lesson, okay? All right? And I have everybody muted at this point in time. There's a lot of information to go through. If you have a question, write it down. And when I open it up for questions, we'll go from there. Okay? All right. So when you go to a notary, okay, whatever reason you're going to the notary for, all right, the notary is going to ask you for ID or, like I said, if she knows you personally, you know, she will make that statement. Okay, now in Georgia they allow for ink rubber stamp. Okay, an ink rubber stamp. Some um, require a raised seal. Okay, um, I think it would be best to do both, but that is dependent upon the statutes of the state. And the stat, uh, the statutes of the state, and the prerogative of the notary. The notary, because I, I'm not sure, but I believe that they have to pay for those supplies, has to order the seals. 
okay? So an ink stamp is a lot cheaper than an embossing stamp, okay? So, um, but here in Georgia, it's, a, it's an ink stamp that, they, that my notary uses, okay? So in essence, she is a, a sworn official uh, that uh, has to have an oath. Most states, uh, the notary has to have an oath um, and a bond, um, all right? And so basically she is attesting to or she is accepting your sworn affidavit or she is verifying that you are who you say you are, or in some instances, she's doing all three. Now, when she stamps that document, it becomes an official document. The reason why is because in Georgia, they have, or at least my notary has, uh, I believe she has the Georgia seal on it. Let me just double check. No, she doesn't. She has a, a <clears throat> no, it says, well, it says State of Georgia, Notary Public. Uh, and I'm assuming that might be how they all are. I'm not sure. Because I only, right now, at this point in time, I only deal with one notary. We're in the process of, of working with some other notaries. So I guess once we, we find out, um, um, we can see what, what the difference is on them, okay? All right, so once that is, um, once that's notarized, that becomes a legal document. Now, there are still some pitfalls that can cause your document not to be filed or not to be processed. And I'm saying this from experience. I'm not saying saying this to be a hard head or hard butt or or to be mean or whatever okay if you have <clears throat> excuse me if you have a county or if you have a city that they won't file your documents okay you can uh in effect i think somebody from pa got turned down so if you want guest five you're more than welcome to contact me and basically what we can do is we can get that document filed for you here in Georgia. And um, we, we'll, talk, we'll talk more about that later, all right? But if your county is refusing to file it, and I'm going to say this, um, the county that we file in, they are the, one of the most liberal counties in the state. But they are fair and they're just. If something is not proper, they're not going to file it. We'll go into that as we go down. Okay? All right. So most states legally require that a document which is to be recorded in the state register of deeds, recorder, or county clerk's office meet that state that state's document preparation and filing requirement. Regardless of the rules of the jurisdiction in which the document is actually executed and or notarized. All right, for example, if a state requires that all deeds be uh, practiced, sealed with a raised seal, and it is executed and notarized in a state not mandating a seal, but not sealed, the register, the recorder, or clerk from that state will likely reject it. And the reason why is it's simple. 
okay, and I'm going to say this, and I'm saying this so that you understand the seriousness of the matter, okay? All right, procedure is important. The reason why procedure is important is because, in essence, what they're attempting to do is try to protect you. Are there some people who circumvent the, 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 the procedures to steal property? Of course they are. We know them as liars. I mean lawyers. I'm sorry. All right? So the bottom line is that the things that are done are done to protect you and your property. When you're talking about dealing with real estate and you're transferring or conveying a property that's $200,000, you want the utmost protection, okay? You do not you do not want somebody just coming up there claiming your property. Um, um or or whatever, okay? You want some you you want all due diligence done. Okay? You want all due diligence done. Okay? So that uh your your property is protected. No matter, okay, no matter what is occurring, okay, people can file fraudulent documents into, in, into the case, okay? Lawyers are very good at stealing property. They know the procedures. They know how to get down or how to get around certain things. If we are not up on what needs to be done, then we can be taken advantage of. If we don't know the proper procedure, if we're not following the proper procedure, and I know it may seem like a pain in the behind, but the proper procedures that are in place are to help us if we understand the proper procedures. Now, are there some clerks of the court who refuse to file your documents because they're just ignorant? Yes, the county I live in is dumb as a bag of rocks, okay? But the bottom line is, is this. In some instances, and the more I'm learning, this is why we're having this call, and this is why I'm sharing this with you, so that you can understand what needs to be done and, and, and enforce your right to file, okay? Yes, lawyers know how to steal property, exactly. Okay, so when you go in, okay, perfect example, I did a, resi a resignation of power of attorney. They were trying to find every freaking thing that they could not to file that power of attorney. And I got past every roadblock they put up. There was one roadblock that they said, and I understood it because when he said it, I realized that in the code, in the statute, and listen, those statutes don't pertain to us. I understand that. I'm not here to argue about what pertains to us and what don't pertain to us. But in order for us to get what we want, we got to do what we need to do to get what we need. And once we get what we need, then guess what? It don't make a difference about their statutes of codes, okay? What it is is you need your documents filed, okay? So here's what they said. In fact, let me pull that document out, if I can find it real quick.
Oh, snap. Uh-oh. Okay, I can't find that document at this time. But here's the thing, okay? They said it, that I didn't have an independent witness. And because I deal in real estate, I understand in the code that you have to have an unbiased, impartial witness to sign as well. Guess what? I look to my right, I look behind me, and I look to my left. And there was a lady sitting in there waiting to speak to the clerk of the court. You know what I did? I asked her, Miss, can you witness this? Now, she didn't understand that she was afraid, but I sat down and explained it to her. And the court, the clerk of the court verified that all you're doing, I showed her my ID. See, that's me. I signed it. I, that's my signature. She had no problem. She signed it. They took it. Okay? The reason why I was refused is because everything wasn't in place. It was for my protection. What we were doing was worth millions of dollars. My life. My rights, my family, my, my, my property, my thought process, my belief is worth the world to me. Does it take that much to do one freaking simple thing so that you can ensure that everything is going to go through the way it needs to? See, we get hung up on situations about, you know, well, you know, they're, they're the, the, the facto government. Uh, their, their codes don't apply to me. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Guess what? If you're not in your proper standing, they're going to run the hell over you. So we have to get in our proper standing. We have to do the things that they – see, it's just like this. I talk, I talk Hebrew – you talk Japanese. Do you think the two of us will ever, ever have a, a good conversation unless there's an interpreter? Of course we won't. So there has to be some type of uh, uh, thing that will cause us to be able to communicate, okay? Those procedures, those statutes, those are their guidelines, and they were put in place for our protection. But because we have gotten to a point that we look at it as, Oh wow! They're 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 just trying to uh, you know they're just trying to be a tyrannical government and they're trying to do this and they're trying to do that. No, um, I had a conversation with a brother, dear brother, friend of mine, and we were talking about the people that were doing the TDAs and um, the ACHs and stuff like that. Now I'm not promoting that, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm not getting in that conversation, but I said just for shits and giggles. Suppose the fact that the, the, the procedures that they have in place is to protect you. We had a thing. Uh, somebody got a, car, uh, got a hold of our, 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 our debit card, and they started ordering things online. The bank shut it down, even so much so that I couldn't even freaking use it. And it wasn't until... Um, I went to try to pay um, a bill, and it wouldn't take the card. 
And I said, let me check the bank. And I went to the bank. I seen all these freaking charges. One of them for Taco Bell. I don't even eat at Taco Bell. Okay? Um, they had uh, uh, some kind of geeks parts uh, uh, and a couple other charges. So I called the bank. You know what the bank did? The bank took me through a series of questions that verify that I am the legitimate card holder asking me questions that only the person who set the account up would know. Why? This is for my protection. Was it a pain in the behind? Of course it was. But did I appreciate the fact that they had that protection in place so that they wouldn't continue charging our ministry's card? Hell yeah, I did. Yes, it was an inconvenience, but guess what? That protection was put in place. So what I'm saying is is this. So, so, So suppose this birth certificate everybody said is, is used to enslave us. Suppose that this birth certificate does have money value. Suppose that, 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 that there is some accounts connected to it. And I'm just speaking hypotheticals here, okay? I don't have no proof, and I'm not getting into the argument. But suppose that stuff is there, and they're waiting for the person who has firsthand knowledge of the information that is needed to gain access to the account. But we're busy fighting these people and thinking they're stealing our money. When in essence, they're nothing but trustees. And what is the trustee's job? The trustee's job is to protect the trust. So if the birth certificate is a trust, go ahead and get it authenticated. Go ahead and do your attestation. Uh, do your declaration of ownership. Uh, do your Minnesota Rule 220, but don't word it as a Rule 220 Put it in the fact of using the words, but not the statute, the state, that I am of the age of majority. I am no longer a minor. Blah, 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 whatever. Take your butt down to the notary and swear that oath. Let her swear or affirm, okay? And let me, let me go into, I'll go into that a little bit more. But whatever you do, we affirm. We don't swear, okay? That's just my religious belief. So you get that thing stamped. Then you go down to the court and you check to see to make sure that that notary's in good standing. I had a document. I went. I live in Macon. I went all the way up to Atlanta. Got there. I stopped at the courthouse. Got the document for the uh, for the for the uh, clerk of the court. The SOS refused to um, authenticate the document. You know why? Because the date was wrong. And I got pissed. Because it took me more time, it took me more money to get the, 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 the remedy that I want. But when I went back and talked to the man, the man told me, it's for your protection. You can't know that somebody's going to be in good standing in the future. You can only know that somebody's in good standing right now. And that's one of the things um, for our notaries who are on this call, that you have to be in good standing. Okay? All right? Why? Because there are checks and balances that goes in behind what you do. Most people just get it notarized and send it off for something minor. You know, they just need a, a notary to say, yeah, I looked at his ID. Yeah, that's him. Send that document off, and you're fine. But when you're going into a, an authentication process, like we're in the process of authenticating a, a, a new deed, and basically I had a talk with one of the notaries today, and basically what we have to do is we have to show chain of title. Because this is a private trust, 
okay, the person that looks at it will be the notary, but they're going to have to uh, sign a disclaimer, uh, a non-disclosure, okay? Why? Because it's private. They can't discuss this information outside of the notarizing of the docs and looking at the docs that I need to show them to prove the chain of title. I have the title, we purchased this property at XYZ. We uh, reconveyed this property uh, a year later, and now we're reconveying this property to another trust. They're all private trusts. Nobody can see the trust, okay? It's private, all right? So you get the seal, you, you, you get the seal on the document. Sealing documents, right, it greatly reduces the possibility of fraud. For example, in addition to a notary, a notary certificate, the seal should be placed onto each page of the entire document. Now, excuse me, this is something that during my study that I saw this, and this makes so much sense. It makes so much sense. And you know why? Because if I do a document, and the document's five pages, and, 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 and document uh, page three, yeah, I mean, I may have that in there for show. But then I turn around, I leave the notary, and I come back in there and slip something else, or somebody else slips something the hell up in there saying that, no, he don't own the property, I own the property. Now my ass is on the hook because I have I have authenticated a document that has errors in it if, if, if it hasn't left my hands. I mean, if, it, if, if it's left my hands through somebody else. So somebody else can slip a, a, a page up in there and say, "Oh, <laughs> his property is my property." So these 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 procedures are in place to protect you. Okay. So by by stamping each page of the entire document, this makes it obvious to the document document recorder or the recipient if any pages have been replaced. Okay. The the the, the replaced pages will not have the seal impression alerting the party. That yo, this is a potentially fraudulent document, especially if this is for a two hundred, three hundred, five hundred, six hundred thousand dollar house. Why do we want not want to 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 um, follow the procedures to protect our investments? Okay. Furthermore, applying a notary seal to the documents reinforces the fact that the act being performed is an official government function. That seal is, is, they're authorized to use a seal for the state of Georgia. Okay? All right? So since using the abortion seal is generally restricted to official acts, okay, even though a notary might have a, 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 a seal with the Georgia um, seal on it, if they're acting without, without the, the realm of their official act, they're jeopardizing themselves to lose standing as a notary. Okay? All right, so the embosser. Now, let's get into this, and this is important because we need to understand the things that are on your documents so that you can understand what it is and why you're doing it. All right? The embosser seal uh, should be impressed in an area designated with the initials LS. All right? Now, I never knew what LS was, but LS is just, it's the abbreviation of the Latin word locus 
Sigil, all right? And it means the place of the seal. It's just a place where you, you put the seal. You're, notif you're notifying, and, and if you use LS and your notary is not familiar with that term, you just tell them and point to them and say, hey, you put your seal right there next to the LS. Instead of putting seal, you, you're doing something fancy, okay? So it doesn't make it, you don't have to use LS. You can just put seal. If you don't know what you're doing, just put seal. A place for her to put her seal, him, him or her to put her seal, okay? All right. So, all right, let's go back to authentication for a second, all right? Okay. Why is it important to get authentication? That's a good question. I'm glad y'all asked. That's why I like doing these calls because y'all ask good questions. It is a generally accepted principle throughout the United States that the signed certificate of a notary is prima facie evidence. Why are we getting this stuff authenticated? Why are we going through to spend all this money to get documents authenticated, get them attested, get them notarized, get them acknowledged? It's prima facie evidence. And as we go into this, I'm going to, I'm going to break some stuff down to you. So in other words, the, the written certification by a notary is sufficient evidence, evidence to establish the fact that legal ceremonial document by a notary actually took place unless disproved by other evidence, okay? So here's the thing, and I'm going to say this, and I'm saying this because I'm trying to keep y'all on the right track, all right? Do not, all right? Do not go in there lying. You go, when you do your documents, you do your documents, you do your documents, and you tell the truth to the best of your ability and to your knowledge. Don't come in there trying to be shysty. Because in essence, what's going to happen is if, if you get caught, that is now a perjury charge. Okay? And we'll go into that a little further. All right? Why? Because we just said that the notary certificate is prima facie evidence. It's evidence. What are we doing by authenticating this? What are we doing by notarizing this, getting it acknowledged? We are presenting evidence, sworn testimony, okay? There's no, therefore, no further authentication is typically required. Now, that's if you're doing, like I said, you're like, um, uh, I had to do something, and they sent me a document, in fact, uh, to get the title to my car. They said, listen, we need you to um, do an oath, do an affidavit stating you're the owner of the car, sign it, that you are the person who you say you are, get notarized, and send us the paper. I did that. Guess what? A week later, I got the certificate of origin to my vehicle or to my auto. Okay? So why? Because it's prima facie evidence. Okay? So there was no... No, no further authentication that was required for that particular document. Now, authentication may be required in cases where the document signed by a notary is to be entered into evidence in a court, recorded in a public recorder or a clerk's office, or utilized in some other fashion outside of the state where the notary is commissioned. For the people who can't get your documents filed, where you live at, the one guy, guess five, Pennsylvania, guess what? 
If you can't get your documents filed there, you can call us. We have a service. We'll hand walk that document to the uh, notary. We'll hand walk that document to the um, to get it recorded here in the state of Georgia, and we'll hand walk that document up to the Secretary of State, okay, and get it authenticated, okay. And what you're going to do once that is authenticated, once that you get that back from the court stating it has been filed, and I have a book and a page number, you take and you draw up. An affidavit or a cover sheet or whatever you want, and you state whatever you said, and it's filed the, the notice or the affidavit, the declaration, whatever you're filing, okay, can be filed in Lamar County, Georgia, book number, page number. And then you send it to them by certified mail. It is now considered filed. Why? Because you have sent it. And you have given them proper notice. You get that green card back, you want to record that, record that as well that they received it. Okay? All right. So you're entering evidence into the court. You're entering evidence into the notary public. You're, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, into the public record. You're entering uh, evidence into the clerk's office. All right? You are making them aware. Okay? All right, this may also occur when a document uh, concerns matters of significant legal, business, or financial nature. If you're attempting to try to get your securities, if you're attempting to try to gain control of your minor accounts, if you're attempting to try to get your uh, uh, whatever you're trying to do, your house, your car, your, your children, whatever, 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 whatever. You want to take the extra necessary steps to have these documents done, especially if you're going into another state. I had a discussion with a brother today, and he didn't get it. I don't think he got it. Hopefully he got it now. But the bottom line is, is this, that they have to give them full faith and credit, okay, that these are officers of the court in this state, and now we're placing these records that have been sealed up to the highest, up to the governor of the state, into this court case as evidence. And whatever your affidavit, whatever your declaration, whatever you're attempting to convey to the court, to the person, to the agency, to whoever, all right, you have it written down and notarized, uh, acknowledged, and authenticated, and notice given by certified mail to your county or to your state that you live in if it's outside of the state of Georgia, okay? All right, here we go. <clears throat> Documents not possessing the seal embossment will require a customary authentication by the appropriate officials from the original state, okay? All right, so local and state authentications, okay? If a document may leave the state or the country, all right, or if a client wishes to to simply verify the legitimacy of a notary public, authentication is available from either the local court clerk, county clerk, or the secretary of state, okay? Um, the governor or similar government agency or official. The official will confirm that the commission has been issued in an oath office with specimen signatures or file. That's the other thing for our notaries, okay? 
that might be on this call. You have to understand that you have an official signature card that is filed in the county that you are given uh, your oath to or you're under that county uh, clerk, okay? They look that up to verify that you signed that card or you signed that document. That's part of the acknowledgement. Not only that you're in good standing, but it was you who actually signed that, okay? Now, I'm going to say this. Why is that important? I lost a $300,000 house because a notary accepted robo-signed document, okay? I did not know then what I know now. And I tell you, I wish I knew because guess what? It would have been extremely important. I would have known how to hang them people high and dry for stealing my house or stealing my, me and my wife's house, okay? All right. So the official will verify that the notary was properly authorized to perform the notarial acts at the time of the officiating, and the notary's signature appears general, uh, genuine, okay? So what you have to understand is, is this. Um, when you're going in there and you're doing an affidavit, a testation, okay, a declaration, okay, you got to listen. Some notaries are lazy. Some notaries are lazy. I'm not saying anybody on the call. I'm just saying some are lazy or some think or they have been told that they don't have to do that. Yes, you do. And I'll stand in front of my notary and raise my hand and tell her I'm telling the truth. And she know I'm telling the truth. But I'm still, I'm going through motions. I'll raise my hand. I swear that what I, or I affirm what I say here on said document is true to the best of my ability. Uh, and I have firsthand knowledge of the events that took place. So help me most high. All right? So it may seem like you're going through some gyrations, but, hey, listen. You let them know this is sincerity. Oh, you ain't going to take this oath? No, you're going to take this oath. I'm going to tell you. I'm, I'm telling the truth. Y'all don't talk to me today. All right. So the certificate uh, of authentication is signed by officials and seals with this official seal is now attached to the document by the means secured attachment, thereby reducing the likelihood of, of people tampering with the, the certificate. So once these certificates are authenticated, they are sealed. They are, are, are stapled. They are uh, 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 punched together with a grommet, okay? You cannot unfasten that. You cannot take it apart. You can't mark it. You can't do anything to that document. Why? Because it will have appeared to have been altered. If it's altered, the document is no longer any good. All right? So, all right, right now I'm going to unmute just to see if anybody has any questions. All right? All right, right now, does anybody have any questions? Yes, how you doing? This is uh, PA Codemaster. How are you today? I'm good, man. How are you, sir? All right, first of all, I just want to thank you very much for uh, enlightening us with the uh, knowledge and understanding of what it takes to be a notary. And, um, you know, I just kind of, I got on a little bit late, but I like what you're talking about. Question that I have for you. Um, let me clear my line. Hold on. Qu question that I have for you with regards to, and I don't know if you got into it, did you talk anything about a notarial protest? 
I'm going to, you're jumping ahead of me. Say no more. Well, my, yeah. my, my, other, my, my, my other question is the importance of a book and a page number. Does that mean that the document is no longer lost at sea and now it's on a land jurisdiction when it hits Lamar County and it's prima facie evidence that can't be overruled or is it seen as something that's done and complete at that time? Could you Okay. Maybe? So when when you're when you're when you're posing this question and basically all right, for the people who can't get their documents filed in their county, in their state, okay? Yes. You now have a reference point that will be cemented in time, okay? Um, that book and that page number is, is solidified, okay? okay. Um, basically when, um, all right, let's say uh, the person who is in PA who couldn't get their documents done, okay? Um, basically what you would do is you would, uh, even if your stuff is notarized, it's better if it's notarized in Pennsylvania, yeah. um, you would still have to go through a process of sending it to us uh, mm -hmm. We will re-notarize here in the state of Georgia because you, you would not be a um, you wouldn't be domiciled in Georgia. So the only way you could come in is either you file in Lamar County or you come to us. If you want, if you got an emergency, um, we can get it done for you the same day. Um, we charge ninety five dollars, um, but that's because I got to drive two hundred miles to do that for you to get it back the same day, and I'm okay. filing it. Four, I'm, I'm doing four different functions, okay? So that's 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 cheap, okay, mm -hmm. um, for that to be done because I have to take it to my notary. I have to make an attested copy, or she has to make an attested copy. Um, I have to go to, to Jones County, which is another county, uh, to get the acknowledgement that she's in good standing. Then I have to take it up to Mark County to get it filed, and then I have to go up to Atlanta, which is, from Lamar County to Atlanta is about uh, 80, 90 miles by itself, okay. one way. Yeah. Okay, so once that's done, be put in the mail and it'll be sent back to you that same day or two days, depending on what you pay for, you know, postage mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, and um, basically, the same day service, uh, though you will have a document, you will have a place to put the book and page number once Lamar County gets it back to you. Um, and basically, you would do another um, either cover letter, you either do another cover letter, or you would do a uh, uh, affidavit stating that you attempted to file this before. I'm giving you notice that um, this is on the public record. If you would like to see what this uh, affidavit says, uh, it could be found in book and page number in Lamar County, and you make them pay for it to get a copy, okay? Uh, I will give mm -hmm. a brief outline of what's in there. If you're doing an affidavit of uh, ownership of a certificate of live birth or a birth certificate or whatever you're doing, you know, you mm -hmm. put that. My, my affidavit of so-and-so and so-and-so can be found at Lamar County, the state of Georgia, book number 69, page number 9999, whatever, whatever, mm -hmm. all right? And um, you send it to them by certified mail. And, um, in fact, what you would do, you could even, I, in fact, this is an additional step that I would take. It may cost a little more, but I would send it. Uh, I would have, I would go to a notary to make sure that um, they do a um, uh, attestation that you, you put 
said document with such wording on it in this envelope, and you mailed it to the clerk of the court with certified number, blah, 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 return receipt on this date and placed it in said mail. Bam. So you now have that. I would keep that uh, along with your green card as uh, prima facie evidence that you notified them of the filing. Mm-hmm. All right. Does that make sense? It does, definitely. I mean, what you're saying makes a lot of sense to me. And that's one of the challenges. I'm actually in PA, and one of the things that they don't want us to really do is, uh, you know, put things out there on their particular record. But like you said, once it's in Lamar County and it has that book and page number, it's nothing they can do because I believe that it reaches the, you know, the land where it's kind of irrefutable evidence against whomever. Right. Well, Lamar County is a land records court. Right. So that's one of the reasons. What part of PA are you in? Philadelphia. Say again? Philadelphia, PA. Oh, what's up, homie? <laughs> 52 years of that. No, I'm sorry. Uh, hold on. <laughs> gotcha. Great, man. In fact, my daughter and I was still up there. What part of uh, Philly? I'm not too far from uh, St. Joe's University. Okay, okay. Yeah, I ain't lived too far from there as well. I used to live in Germantown. And, okay, uh, yeah. Yeah, in fact, my my son-in-law went to St. Joe's University. Awesome. Okay. Well, um, if you want, um, are you on Facebook? I try not to get on there too much, but, you know, I'll make sure I get the information that's needed. Okay, 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 okay. That's not a problem. Well, you can hit me up. I don't know how you you found out about the call, but you can hit me up uh, uh, on instant message. Um, uh, I don't want to give out my email. Uh, <laughs> I, just, uh, I can get it from um, the, the the host Cheyenne. So I know. She okay. Yeah, okay. So I'll make sure I get that information, and uh, yeah, I can pass the information off to some people that might you know need the uh, help and service. So it's good to know. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I know I did. I, I trust me. I'm I, like I said. I my my I got a thing going on now. In fact, um. Uh, um, we have a group um, uh, for PA people, and mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm, I'm currently I'm waiting for something to come back that I sent notary mm-hmm. presentment to Pennsylvania State of Vital Statistics, mm-hmm. and I'm waiting to see what the outcome on that is. And okay. if the outcome on that is great, I am definitely going to share that with my PA people. Okay. Um, I mean, I'll share it with anybody, really. Um, and I have to say this, and um, please don't be offended. Not at all. Um, no, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to whoever else might be on the call. I don't know who else on the call. <laughs> right. All right. I'm saying this in love, and I'm saying this out of truth, okay? Sometimes some things are not for everybody. Um. I'm not racist. I'm not prejudiced. I could care if you're white, black, brown, pink, purple, whatever. There's just some things that are not for everybody. Um, um, we um, we are Native American, um, Aborigine to to the land, and uh, there are some protocols and things that are in place for Aborigine Americans. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, that's one of the things that we're we're going through, um, and um, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put I'll put uh, 
my uh, my my Facebook uh, profile up there, and uh, you can uh, instant message instant message me there, and then that way I can uh, just tell me who you are, and I'll I'll go from there. All right. Yes. Okay. Anybody else got any questions? Mary. Hey, Mary. What's up? Just a quick question. I wanted to just kind of get a little more clarity on the um, authentication process. Um, When you are authenticating for birth certificates, I'm speaking about specifically, when you're authenticating birth certificates for people who are not uh, native to Georgia, and you're doing that process for them, are they, when they receive it back, are they then continuing the the process where they send it to their county, I mean, to their state, Secretary of State, and then when they get that back, send it on to the um, U.S. Secretary of State? Okay. The, <clears throat> all right. So for people outside of Georgia, okay, what the process is, and the brother from PA, all right, so basically he would send it to the Secretary of State or Secretary of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, get it authenticated there. Uh, he cannot get it authenticated in the county because the counties don't don't handle the birth certificates. They used to up until 1913. Then they would send it off to the Department of uh, State for the Fed and get it authenticated there. Okay, so if he tries to file with affidavit um, and the which we call it. All right, so let me let me let me let me just say this. Okay. Um, once you get it authenticated, once again, I said that you cannot separate that document. So you as a notary, if you getting any, if we're sending you any documents that are um, authenticated, you cannot break that seal, cannot detach them. You have to make Correct. copies of them. You can't, okay? So mm-hmm. basically what would happen in the processes and, and, and if we ever had to, to use you in a situation up in Atlanta, basically what you would have to do is you would have to you would have to make a copy. Uh, you would make an attestation stating that this is a true and correct copy as I have handled the document as I have I have viewed it and I have personally copied it. And then you would sign your name, you would stamp it. So basically, the Pennsylvania document, okay, would get the attestation from you. So we take that attestation, then I would have to go up to Fulton County. Okay, to get the acknowledgement that you're in good standing. Once I got that acknowledgement from good standing, I would go across the street, around the corner across the street, to Secretary of State, and then he would authenticate the Secretary, um, I'm sorry, the Clerk of the Court. So then they would have, so basically, all right. Okay, that was, this, this is a very good question. Now I'm going to share something with y'all. Okay, all right, in this process that we're discussing, when we make an authenticated copy of that birth certificate, that becomes a live document, all right? So one of the things people are recording their birth certificates unredacted into the uh, county, Lamar County, your county, the state, wherever you're recording your document. If you're not uh, redacting some of that information, Anybody, especially attorneys, can go in there and get a copy, get a certified copy, take it down to the Secretary of State, get it authenticated, and they got a certified copy 
of your birth certificate. And guess what they can do? They can go start opening up accounts and, and get driver's license wow, and, and so forth and so on. Okay. So that's why we have to be careful about how we do. And then once again, we're talking about procedures. So what would be the purpose of getting an authenticated copy of the birth certificate so that you could file the uh, authenticated copy, redacting some of the information, putting on there that it is a copy, and filing it into Lamar County? Because I'm going to tell you, Folks are sending their original documents into Lamar County because they're doing this on their own. They think they know best. And as soon as Bill puts that stamp on that damn document, it's void because it has been altered. So you spent $50, $60, $70 getting a document authenticated that ain't worth toilet paper because it's been altered. Okay? Oh, wow. That's pretty big. <laughs> I don't make the rules. I'm just telling y'all what the rules are. Um, I, I I talk to the Secretary of State personally. Well, not him personally, but the person that does the authentications in the office, the guy that's in charge of authentications in the office. And he told me, oh, if it's all, especially now people in Georgia, watch this. People in Georgia who take their, 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 their certificates to get it authenticated at, at, at the Secretary of State, if there's a mark or anything on that document, he's not going to authenticate it. And people can play with this if they want to. Um, let me let me go through this. Let me hopefully this is the one. I think it is. Let me find this for you because I need y'all to understand the importance of this. All right, and this is coming off of this particular document I have has been authenticated all the way up. All right, United States of America, Department of State, to whom all these presents comes greetings. I certify that the document here to annex is under the seal of the Secretary of the State of Pennsylvania, and that such seal are, is, or is, are entitled to full faith and credit. For the contents of the annex document, the department assumes no responsibility. This certificate is not valid if, here you go, here it is. This certificate is not valid if it has been, or I'm sorry, if it is removed or altered in any way whatsoever. Did everybody hear that? Everybody understand that? Right. Yeah. I do have a question. Is that only the original copy, or can you make a certified copy and then put it into the record? Well, that's what you're doing. When you're doing an attested copy, and we're getting ahead of ourselves, okay. um, but when you're doing a tested copy, that's what I was explaining to Mary. She has to take this document, all right, and she has to scan it the best she can without breaking the seal or altering it, mm -hmm. all right? She will put a sheet on there attesting that this is a true and correct copy, okay, I would also advise that you put that it's a true and correct copy on the document, okay? The way I do mine, if you go in the group, uh, in Lamar County group, 
my authentication uh, page is on the group, and you will see how I marked it. Even with my birth certificate, it says this is a true and correct copy of the original S file. Okay, a true and correct copy for administrative use only. Okay, copy for administrative purposes only. That is written all over that document. Now, this particular document, and, I, and I'm going to share this with you, all right? When I filed this original document into Lamar County, I did not read that. But mm -hmm. I need back when I go up there uh, next week or the week after, um, Bill told me I need to do an affidavit to, that he's, I'm giving him permission to redact the information on that document, and I will be doing that because I don't want anybody going in there getting a copy of my, my birth certificate and creating accounts and doing all kind of crazy stuff. This stuff is important, and we need to know and understand why we're doing what we're doing. Okay, so that you're protecting your assets. Hello. All right? <laughs> yes, sir. All right. For the folk who are just sending this stuff to Lamar County and you're not doing it right, I can't help you. I can only teach you. If you don't listen, I have, in fact, here's a perfect example. Bill's one of the most liberal uh, county clerks there is in the state of Georgia. I presented a document to him, and basically the format of the document, and I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I'm, 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 that'll be just a part I'll just skip over once we get down there. The format of the document was not proper. Bill asked me, he said, listen, are you, do you have a case in Lamar County? I said, no. Are there any residents? that are pertaining to this case in Lamar County? I said, no. He said, I can't file that document in Lamar County. Or I can't file it in the records. Mm -hmm. um, so basically, it was a cover sheet. Um, it was styled as a case with a caption and the whole nine yards. Okay? And so I understood exactly what he was saying. I didn't argue with the man. You know what I did? I pulled the first two pages off and just left the affidavit. I said, can you file that bill? He said, sure, no problem. Okay? There are certain rules and procedures that are in there. And so when I'm saying to you, and as far as the guy from Pennsylvania, I understand about Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania is corrupt. They, they won't file crap. Certain little counties, you might be able to get some stuff in. But Philadelphia... L's to the no. Mm -hmm. They're not filing it. Why? Because they don't, they, one, they claim they don't have a place to file it. Two, I don't think they want that stuff on the record. So if it ain't on the record, then they can claim ignorance. Mm -hmm. Okay? All right. So did I answer your question, Mary? It did. Okay. And one other thing, Okay. So for the people who are coming from the state, the only way that you would be able, be able to get into Georgia is it would have to be an attested copy with a, a, a Georgia notary seal, seal on it or filed directly into Lamar County.
but you would have to have a, a notary. It has to be notarized, all right? So going into Lamar County to file it by itself, um, then you would have to, to go and get it authenticated. Now, for the people in Georgia, you would skip all those processes, and basically you would just take your, your Georgia birth certificates and get them authenticated at the Secretary of State. Okay, they can, all right, the Secretary of State can only authenticate documents that are within his jurisdiction. Okay, um, Georgia can't authenticate a Pennsylvania birth certificate. Can't do it. Why? Because they have no jurisdiction over the state of Pennsylvania. They don't have they don't have the records for who the officers are. They don't know if they're in good standing. Okay? It's like if you remember when we first started off, I told you about my wife's birth certificate. Okay? Feds won't touch it. Why? Because they were doing shady crap back then. Not recognized. So my wife technically don't have a birth certificate until I order one, which I'm gonna to have to. All right? Any other questions? Okay. All right, so let's get back to this authentication. All right, so it's secured, okay, and this is to, to reduce the likelihood of persons tampering with the certification. Some certifications may directly impressed onto the document by means of a rubber stamp or a similar marking instrument usually an official seal embossment, a document signed by a notary with a state authentication certificate is permitted to be entered as evidence in any court or hearing or the performance of duties recorded in any state in the United States. Okay? Now, the problem with this is you have to understand what they're saying here <clears throat> can be entered in as evidence. What are we doing? We're presenting prima facie evidence into a court, into a hearing. Okay? All right. So there's a nominal fee to obtain an authentication. All right? Payments of charges is the responsibility of the client or the document holder, not the notary. All right, uh, please note that some states, Alabama, for example, have two-part authentication processes. Same thing in Georgia, the two-part, okay? First, you, first, the document must be pre presented for certification <clears throat> to um, a probate judge or a notary, okay? Now, this is for the, the Georgia notaries who are on the call, okay? All right, according to the 1877 uh, Georgia Constitution, Right, a Georgia notary was a court unto itself. All right, they were listed as a court, or more so as a justice of the peace. All right, all right. So the county um, certified documents delivered to the Secretary of State for state certification. The document will now be ready for interstate use anywhere in the United States. That's the reason why they're giving you full faith and credit for the document so that if Georgia, um, you had to file something in, 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 in Alabama, you know, it would be reciprocal. It would have to be because it's how, how, how is Alabama not going to accept Georgia's documents? Excuse me. And expect Alabama, uh, Georgia to accept Alabama's documents. 
<clears throat> See that? All right. So, okay. So we were talking about the apostille. All right. And I did this. If you, if you, if you really, I'm not going to go into this too much. But if you want, if you go back and look into the, look in, uh, listen to the first call we did. All right. <clears throat> we talked about apostilles and, and authentication. Apostilles are special certification issued by the Secretary of State. All right. Um, and it's basically going to places that are hate countries. All right. So the importance of the the, the the authentication of your birth certificate is multifaceted. If you're looking to do travel, authenticated birth certificate, I believe is just as good as a passport. Um, only behind the fact that now you have the issues with uh, um, real ID that they might ask for something else. And there's other ways around that, but, you know, just to be safe, you know, um, I would get a passport, but I would have a passport ready and just present my um, certificate of live birth or my authenticated birth certificate and see, if they, see what they would say, okay? Um, if you're doing bonds, if you're doing, if you're doing promissory notes, you're doing bills of exchange, okay, you're taking and you're getting that stuff authenticated, okay? Why? Because when you go overseas, some people don't know you from a can of paint. But if you got that authentication with that seal on it from the uh, Secretary of State or from the uh, from uh, State of Georgia that has that seal on there, you're good to go because it's, you know, um, what's that old saying? Um, game recognized game. <laughs> okay. So, if a document is intended to be delivered to a foreign nation, there are two options for accomplishing the process called legalization for foreign documents. Um, in the past, every document intended to be delivered to a foreign nation required a multi-step legalization. Uh, this process, sometimes called a, ch a chain certificate, is still necessary for nations not part uh, to the Hague Convention on abolishing the requirements of uh, legalization for foreign documents. Okay, but in 19, uh, 1980, 81, the United States signed a treaty called the Hague Convention, and the authentication process, process has been streamlined. All right? And that's the streamlined versus the, the, the Hague. Now, I was going to try to do some live video so that y'all could see some of the, uh, the things, but what I'll do is when I get a chance, I will post uh, some of these examples in the group, because I, I I did a test run earlier today, and it was just too much work trying to trying to get that live stream. I mean, the live stream went up, but trying to get the the camera angle so y'all could see these documents was crazy. I'm, I'm I ain't going to do it. All right, but um, I have a list of all the nations um, that uh, are hate conventions. So you want countries like Jamaica, Bahamas. Uh, I think China um, are non-hate countries to get it authenticated because you want your your birth, especially your birth certificate. You want that authenticated. You don't want a um, you don't want a uh, uh, apple steel. Now I know people out in California, they they're telling them that they can only do apple steels. 
which is bull crap. So, okay, um, here's something important, and this is one of the things that we're working on now is a power of attorney, okay? If you're doing a power of attorney, a will, trust, any of those things, you want that document notarized, you want that document acknowledged, you want that document um, authenticated, all right, for those important occasions. If you got, if you have property, say $200,000 house, okay, what would you rather pay? $150 to make sure the document is processed properly and acknowledged? Or would you rather pay $200,000 to buy a new house? Real easy decision there, right? All right, so powers of 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 attorneys, uh, you want to get them notarized um, and acknowledged uh, and signing that as well. Um, there's, I mean, this is going to be, there's just so much stuff that we got to go over. What time is it? It's 1030. All right, I'm going to try to get through as much of this as I can, and we'll just probably have to do another call next week um, to go into the rest of this because it's just too much stuff. Um, I'm just highlighting from out of a 408-page book that I've been reading, okay? And um, we'll be here all night trying to get all this stuff done, okay? Um, all right, so um, all right, so let's go. Uh, a client signs a power of attorney in Buffalo, New York, before a New York notary who has qualified in Erie County, all right? So the notary takes the... Uh, the the, the, the certifies the acknowledgement of the principal signing and power of attorney. Client delivers the ex executed legal document to the uh, Erie County Clerk for Kurt, County Clerk authentication. All right, the oath of office, the signature record of the New York notary is recorded at the County Clerk's office. I said that earlier. Okay, you will go to get that to to acknowledge that. The notary is in good standing, that she's the one who signed it, so forth and so on. And it's real funny, and, and I'm saying this only behind the fact that until I, until I really started doing this stuff, I did not know the fact that I didn't think of the Y'all, I don't know who that is. I don't have time to find them. All right, um, I'll un un unmute everybody once we get to uh, another question and answer section, or before we get ready to wrap it up. Um, it's funny that the notary asks us for their information, asks us for our information, but we never ask them for their information. Not to say that all notaries are shysty. There are a few out there uh, that are. Um, there are some situations, and, and another thing you have to understand, um, and I learned this the hard way, I uh, purchased a property a couple months ago, and I went to my bank, my bank as a notary. I asked them that specifically. That's why we met at the bank, so that I could um, pay the person for the property with a certified check and that I can we can notarize the deeds and stuff there. And basically what I was told, was that, oh, yeah, we can legalize, legalize. <clears throat> I was reading, uh, we can notarize your document, your signature, but we can't notarize hers because she's not a customer. 
So, um, there are um, there are some situations that uh, could be problematic when you're going to banks and stuff like that. Banks are very picky. Um, so my thing is, is this. I would say this to each and every one of y'all. Find a place that you can find a notary that you can develop a relationship with, if, especially if you're doing a lot of documents, okay? Um, that way, when you develop that relationship, they get to know you, you know, it makes things easier. It makes things a whole hell of a lot easier. We're in the process of developing a relationship now with uh, one of the notaries on the call tonight. Um, and only because of distance, you know, um, there's limited stuff that we can do. And, in fact, Mary, I'm going to have to um, probably talk to you. I don't know what time would be good for you tomorrow because uh, something, was, something was presented to me, and I had to look at it on its face to make sure that uh, what we're doing is proper. So um, uh, if you can um, text me um, when you would be available so we can talk about that off call. Uh, okay. Um, so anyway, um, the client delivers the executed document to the clerk of the court. The court um, um, acknowledges it, all right, and this is referred to as the county in which the notary is qualified for office of notary. So when um, a notary uh, uh, signs up, they get their bond, they take their oath, they're assigned to a court. Um, at least that's the way I understand it for Georgia. They're assigned to a court. In other states, they might be assigned directly to Secretary of State's office. So you would have to check to find out what the procedure is in your state. And the reason why I'm saying that is I can't speak for every state. I can only speak for Georgia a little bit for Pennsylvania because I did, not uh, did do some notary work in, in Pennsylvania, Okay but you would have to find out what the, the, the proper procedures are in your state and in your county, okay? Um, so the county clerk authenticates the document. is now delivered to the New York Department of State for either a state authentication or, or, or apostille uh, certification. If the destination nation is a hate country party, then they would do an apostille, okay? Now, I'm going to say this, and, and I'm not trying to cause confusion, and I'm not trying to start a debate or whatever. If you're going to, a, if you're going, all right, so if you're going to a, a, a country, let's say you're going to a country that's a hate country, okay, to do business, and you need them to recognize that document, then you need to get that document apostille so that that country will recognize that document, okay? If you're traveling to that country, that is a Hague country, you need to get that document apostille for that purpose and that purpose only for travel. If you're doing a process, any process, TDA, birth certificate, Asian majority, court case in the states, you get it authenticated, okay? You need it authenticated, all right? Okay, so 
So that's the only way that you would get an apostille is if you're actually traveling to that country, and that country is a hate country. You get that apostille. All right? Okay. So this this process of this apostillation, I guess, I don't know if that's the proper term or not, but this certifies that a prior, prior, a prior certification by the county clerk was legitimate. The power of attorney is now properly legalized. So this person is doing a power of attorney. So this person is going to a hate country. This person needs an apostille because he needs that power of attorney recognized in that country. Okay? All right. It is received at the hate country or hate treaty destination country with full legal recognition. All right, you want your document recognized. Once again, you got to follow the proper procedures for the proper protocol that you are doing. All right, if the destination nation is not a hate country, then you would have to do uh, an authentication. Okay, all right. The state certifies the document now is delivered to the U.S. Department of State. U.S. Department of State will attach a federal authentication certificate signed by the Secretary of State. This certified that the prior certification by the New York Secretary of State was legitimate. The final step may be required, certification by a counselor officer at a foreign consulate or embassy of a foreign nation may be necessary. Okay, and that's if you're going actually going out to Jamaica, then you would follow the proper code of protocols to get that document um, authenticated to be used in Jamaica. Now, when we're authenticating documents, though we're using the country for Jamaica, okay, we're not taking that document to Jamaica. We're leaving that document in here and entering it into a court case. So you don't have to follow the, uh, the complete stringent line of going to a counselor, so forth and so on and so on and so on. All right? So hopefully everybody understands it. All right, federal authentication, all right? Uh, documents destined for use in nations that are not part of the Hague Treaty will require authentication from the U.S. Department of State. Federal authentications are only available from Washington, D.C., may be obtained either by mail or in person, okay? Um, we don't do uh, feds. We have somebody who will walk uh, your documents in. Uh, I don't know what that brother charges, but uh, I think he charges $20, $25 to walk your documents in to, to the feds, all right? Um, and if you're interested in that, um, I, could, I could see if I can contact him and, and get his information for you, all right? Once again, there's a fee that has to be paid, okay, uh, for the authentication to be completed. Uh, the following must be complied with. And once again, this is not my rules. This is for your protection. All seals, all signatures must be original. All certifications must contain a gerat or statement as to what is being certified to. I will get into that. I don't know if we'll get into that tonight, but I have to see how far down I am in, in, in that. There is a, a part about, I know I did note on a gerat, the importance of a gerat. Rubber stamp seals are not acceptable on state certification. State certifications uses a mechanically subscribed signature must have one original signature uh, subscribed by a deputy, okay? All dates must follow in consecutive order on notary clerk of court, secretary of state. 
Now, if you remember when I said I had an issue with uh, SOS not uh, authenticating one of my documents, the reason why, all the dates did not follow in consecutive order, okay? So he denied it. So I had to go and get it re-notarized, uh, re-authenticated, uh, re-acknowledged, and then I had to go get it authenticated, all right? All documents in foreign language must be accompanied with a certified notarized English translation. So if you speak Muhutu Batutu, and that's how you write your documents and you use Muhutu Batutu, then you need to have an English translation. Why? Because if the notary can't read it and can't understand it, she don't know what the heck's being said. All right? Uh, if a copy of a document is used, it must include the statement that this is a true and accurate copy. Okay? And we're going to get into that as well. Okay? And, of course, um, there's some stuff already read to you, the, um, the U.S. Uh, Secretary of State's uh, authentication, and basically the part that I was telling you about, this certification is not valid if, if it has been removed or altered in any way whatsoever. So you do not want people, <coughs> excuse me, you do not want people um, tearing your documents apart, and you need to tell them that because those people will mark it, they will add apart, and all of that. That's why it's best to use our service, a service that knows what the hell they're doing, a notary who knows what they're doing. Because if not, it's a waste of money. They mess your documents up. you got to start the whole process all over again. It's not just time. It's money as well. Okay? All right. So if you're sending it out by either us or you're doing it yourself, you got to put a self-addressed stamped envelope in there for the return. Okay? All right. So this is for our notaries. This disqualification uh, or conflict of interest, okay? Most state statutes are generally clear in providing a fundamental evaluation criteria to assist the notary in making the decision whether or not to disqualify himself or herself, all right, as to whether or not to uh, perform an official act, all right? It is vital that the notary public maintain the highest degree of ethics and morals. Why? Because we need these people to be honest, all right? Depending on the documents that you're getting authenticated or you're getting notarized, if it's a $200,000, $300,000 um, house, and and, and it, it, that's the value of, of what the transaction I'm doing, man, I need this stuff to be right, you know, so I can get my, my stuff uh, recorded, okay, or to make sure my, trans, uh, my transaction goes through smoothly and clearly, okay? All right, so one of the things that a notary can't do, and I'm sure our notaries already know this, you can't, uh, you can't notarize your own stuff. Uh, it's, it's, highly un, uh, it's highly not recommend, uh, recommended that you even do your spouses, um, only behind the fact that it could be a conflict of interest, okay? All right, so we're going to see any more, any more, uh, if anybody has any questions. Anybody got any questions? I'm just curious. Why authenticate the lawsuit? Explain. Say again. 
why what's the intent of authenticating the lawsuit or claim? Okay. So if you do an administrative process, okay, um, and somebody asked about that. I'm, I'm, I'm not really going to go into all of it. Um, I have to, you know, that would probably have to be a call by itself. Um, you're doing your three-step process, send notice, um, notice of non-response, uh, opportunity to cure your default. Um, they don't respond, and the notary defaults them. Okay? All right. Especially, okay, all right, I'm going up against a county, okay, here. And um, so for me, we're getting ready to start a process, all right, and the notary is going to have to, you know, um, certify <coughs> and attest each step of the way. Okay, basically, these people don't respond, we get a default. We get a, a certificate of non-response, right? Whatever, whatever notary signs that certificate of non-response, I'm going to take it, and I have to get it acknowledged, first of all, to make sure that the notary's in good standing, all right? Clear, then I you're get talking it. about the document that you're going to create. That notice of non-response is a certificate you would make. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. Just second. Just second. Yes. And so basically, um, um, what would end up happening is once we get that default, we get that authenticated. We get an authenticated copy. Then I can go to the courthouse and I can take it and put that courthouse, uh, put that in the court, file a suit, and automatically get a um, default judgment. Or a uh, what's the other one? Summary judgment, okay? Because this is a certified um, document by uh, a court official or uh, uh, a uh, official uh, uh, of the government, and and basically, I think it's either one or two uh, different notaries that would have to do that, um, and basically, it they'd be prima facie. Prima facie evidence that these people did not respond, and then we would go in and get the the lawsuit, um, um, the default judgment on the lawsuit. So what is what are they going to do? They're going to recognize me just saying, hey, they didn't didn't respond, or are they going to recognize that hmm, you got two notaries and uh, you got the clerk of the court for the, the Fulton County or or Jones County or whatever county you're in. Or, and, and then you got the governor of the state of Georgia, the secretary of state of Georgia, and the uh, secretary of Georgia is all saying that these people were in proper standing. So what they say, it goes. I'm hearing you mention the same parties. You're saying that the notary, the county clerk, and the court clerk, respectively. Is that correct? Before it goes to the here in Georgia, here in Georgia, right. the step is it's a, it's a three- Step three parts process. You get your document notarized. The document then goes, you have to go to the court that that notary is part of to get them to check, say, oh, yeah, that's her signature. This is like uh, when you open a bank account, they make you sign a signature card um, so that, that, that they can verify your signature, and then they're going to check to see if there's any 
complaints against that notary to make sure that their dues are paid, that they're in good standing, and then they're going to certify that they're a notary in good standing and she can, he or she can do whatever their, 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 their thing has been notarized for or, you know, the oath that they took, all right? So then you go to Secretary of State. The Secretary of State is going to do the same thing for the clerk of the court. If the clerk of the court was um, elected, he's in good standing, that's his signature, bang, we're all good to go. Everybody's in good standing, and that's, a, that's key. You need these officials to be in good standing. Now, <laughs> I'm laughing because it's, it's just like, <clears throat> you know, they're in good standing according to whose <laughs> who's standards. You know what I'm saying? Um, um, but according to their standards. Why? Because we need them to be in their good standing according to their standards so that we can get what we need. Once that document is submitted as prime official evidence, okay, affidavit is unrebutted, stands as what? Stands as truth. So, you know, um, how can they, how can they, um, how can they, uh, 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 how can they deny it? They can't. They would have to come up with something superficial. How can, okay, if you got four people who say, all right, the notary mails this stuff out. She puts it in the envelope. She mails it out. She states, I put it in there. Now, this is the key. This notary is a third-party witness. She has no skin in the game. She has nothing to lose. She is not connected to this case in any way. She is completely unbiased. She could care less if they answer or they don't answer. This is not pertaining to her. It's pertaining to me. If they don't answer, it is her duty as a notary, because that's what we're paying for her to be unbiased and to do her notarial professional act of notarizing, an official act to notarize that document stating that these people did not respond to her. They're not responding to her. Not to me. They're not responding to her or him, whoever the notary is. Got it? So now, now the notary comes along and says, okay, you're going to do an attestation stating that I mailed this out, blah, 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 blah. They didn't respond. Another notary is going to notarize that document because she can't notarize it herself. But that is going to be one strike. So we send the next wave out. They don't respond in a given time or the response is not the appropriate response. She'll give them the second chumpy. Notice of opportunity to cure, blah, blah, blah. They don't respond. Do another affidavit. No response. Okay? Send out that third one, notice of default. This is it. You got 10 days, 5 days, whatever you think is just and fair, and they don't respond, certificate of non-response. Notice of default, default granted. So now you put that whole package together with everything, with the notes and so forth and so on, and you take that and you take it to the court and you get that authenticated or you get that acknowledged that both of these notaries are in good standing. So now you got two acknowledgments of two people who are in good standing. You take that to Secretary of State, get that acknowledged, and now you got a whole nice big fat pile. You take that and you, you put in for 
miscellaneous case, uh, ex parte, the fault judgment, because what 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 can the other person come back and say if they haven't responded? They can't say nothing. The only thing they could possibly do is say, "Well, Your Honor, uh, uh, um, uh, dog ate their homework." Yeah, there you go. Dog ate my homework. There you go. Nothing else they can say. Nothing. It's a done deal. It's a done deal. And it's and it's just that simple. You know? And this is the process that we, we need to start working. And the thing of it is, is this. You know, some of us are doing the process, but we're not doing it properly. It has to be, mm-hmm. it has to be done um, uh, proper. It's just like, mm-hmm. like I said earlier. If, 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 uh, man, what did I just do? Shoot. If, uh, I just moved something. Oh crap! What did I just move? Um, let me see if I can undo that. Undo move. There you go. Whew. Okay, uh, I was trying to move the stuff around. I got so much stuff open on this screen. It's just, it's just ridiculous. Um, okay, so um, once that's done, there's, there's nothing else that they can say. Everything is done. It's a done deal. I mean, it's just that simple. You know, we make stuff a lot harder than it needs to be. And, and it's the thing that I'm going to share this. And I had a conversation with one of my business associates. And, all right, this is a freebie, okay? This is a freebie, all right? Give me a second. Okay. Uh, All right, so, and hopefully everybody's paying attention. I'm not mentioning no names, Alana. All right. <laughs> well, there's a couple of people from Atlanta on, but I think they know who I'm talking to. Okay. All right. So, me and my boy, we were talking. Actually, let me get my light. I need my my flat my 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 magnifying glass with the light so I can see so I can see the light. Okay. So, I'm about ready to send out bonds and a promissory note, okay, for a vehicle I just purchased, okay? This this vehicle, uh, this, this paperwork is going to be sent out registered mail, okay? okay? All right, so I'm looking at a form 3806, which is the registered mail receipt, okay? On this receipt, the part that has to be completed by the post office is they put the amount of postage and the extra services and fees. So registered mail is a certain amount, return receipt, hard copy a certain amount, return receipt, regist- uh, electronic a certain amount, restricted deliveries a certain amount. Mm-hmm. And underneath that, it states, customer, excuse me, customer must declare the full value. Right? Okay. So if I'm sending out a note 
for $21,237.61. How much am I going to declare? That plus whatever you're spending on costs. I didn't hear you say it again. That plus that plus whatever you're spending on your cost. Okay. All right. Um, you would actually be declaring the twenty-one thousand three hundred sixty-seven dollars, uh, sixty-seven or eighty-seven dollars and sixty-seven cents. That's what you would be declaring. Okay. And the reason why that is the value of the note or the bond that is being sent. Okay. Right. All right. Now, that bond, that that the value, that value has nothing to do with the insurance. That value has everything to do with you registering the amount of the security that you're mailing to them. <laughs> the insurance, if you go all the way over on the furthest side of the the of the uh, 3806 it says domestic insurance up to $50,000 is included based upon the declared value. International indemnity is limited. So if you're sending this within the United States, you get full indemnity up to $50,000, but you got to declare the amount. All right? So when I send this package out, I'm going to declare it for the full amount of the bond. So on the back of the 3806, I made up some labels. The labels state thusly, notice to declared intent and or purpose of of this tender of payment as a special deposit order of the payer and the beneficiary as to be credited to the depositor's account as accord and satisfaction, payment in full, and discharge of any and all outstanding liabilities. So I'm going to take that sticker and I'm going to place that sticker on the back of the second copy of the 3806. So now, when I give this registered mail to the notary, the notary will be instructed to give this package to the post office and payment will be, and I'll find out what the payment will be, and she's going to place that in, in the hands of the, of the, of the uh, post office. And she's going to make sure that copy two is given to the post office. So watch this. What, does, what has the notary just done? Deliver certified funds. Register, excuse me, register funds. Register. They, they deposited... They deposited a registered security with the United States Post Office. Right. As a bank. As a bank. Exactly. So watch this. So when we go through our three-step process and she, she sends this stuff off, 
And so they, they don't accept it. We go through a three-step process, okay, and she defaults them. She's going to give them a notice of non-response, a certificate of non-response, and notice of default, okay? Or she's going to give it to me that they they didn't respond, right? Now, what I'm going to do, or actually what she's going to have to do, is she's going to go back to that same post office that she mailed that package to or from, and she's going to ask the the clerk for a certified copy of the 3806, front and back. And she's going to mail that to me, and that's going to be prime official evidence that we tender payment, and they refuse to uh, accept the payment. Now, I'm just curious to wonder what the hell would happen if I file a claim with the post office because <laughs> the security was never paid or the security was never accepted or I don't know, but I'm wondering if the insurance would cover that. Actually, it will, but you have to recognize it as a dispute. The same way that any other bank has a claim process for if there is a dispute, there is a form you can get at the post office where if there's any issue and you have a dispute, there's a specific dispute form at that post office. I forget the number off the top of my head. But you ask okay. any postmaster in any location around the country, they will all have that form there, or at least they should. Um, okay. They're obligated to have it. Like it's a checklist of theirs that they have that form. Just the same as you go there to pick up a 3806, you go there to pick up this claim. Uh, it may not gotcha. be in the front of the 3806, but they have them there. Gotcha. And that's good information. But does everybody understand? Is everybody clear on what was said? Yes. Yes. Very good concept. Very good. Yeah, that 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 there is that's major jewels I just dropped there. Yes. And whenever you purchase that register mail number, I was reading in the book, it says that you can you can register it, and that's the thing that actually charges up people insurance that they don't really recognize and know. And then also, if you send it with the certified um, green the green label on the outside, right. Um, that also certifies it, so you can actually have it registered, certified, and then when you record on a UCC one. So when you look at certain people's negotiable answer, they can say it's registered, certified, and recorded or registered inside of a book. You know what I mean? Because it's actually be a UCC one. I was wondering well, how that all occurred. No, you would actually do that on the UCC three. Yes, that's correct. Where, where it's recorded at, correct. And you would have to file your UCC one first. And see, and this is the thing, and and you know we could probably go into that that whole whole piece on that because that's an important piece, and a lot of people don't understand these UCC ones and these UCC threes because mm-hmm. with this particular vehicle, I already filed the UCC three on the mm-hmm. original note that was given to the dealer was assigned to the dealer. Okay, so that's one piece of evidence I already have. Also have a UCC three uh, 
uh, conveying the, 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 the car into a trust, okay, uh, um, acquiring the vehicle and conveying it into a trust. So that's on a UCC-3. So basically what we would do when we do these bonds and these promissory notes is whatever register sticker that I have, and I have a whole stack of register stickers sitting in my desk, um, whatever number that is, I will number that <clears throat> that bond um, with that registered number taking out the RE in the, in the U.S., okay, and just putting the numbers in there, okay, and then putting that on a UCC-3 along with the bonds um, and along with the promissory note um, that, that we are going to put together. Now, a key thing is, is this. Um, well, I, I got a question for you real quick. I don't mean to cut you off. But why would you take those, why would you take that out when somebody goes to look at it, it's not being fully recognized? Because, you know, the R, the RA number, RB number, and RE numbers are normally the first three digits. So it looks like you might lose some validity in if you take those numbers off, <clears throat> if you ask me. If you're taking those R numbers off, so just something to think about. Sorry about that. And that, and that, and that, okay, this is something that me and my boy played around with today. Um, and um, I pulled, oh man, I got, I got all these litigations pulled out. Um, we played around with that. Uh, I actually was going to, what I was going to do was the actual loan number uh, originally put on the UCC3. Just name that um, promissory note um, in there, and I want to I want to throw this out there uh, to a certain person um, because I just did a court case where I used um, oh man, what did I use? I think I used the twenty four and uh, hold on a second, let me see if I can look that up real quick. While you're looking that up, if you all are interested, the Respondent for the Civil Practice Section of the United States Postal Service. Her name is mm -hmm. Catherine A. Green. That's Catherine with a C. Catherine A. Green. Normal double E, just like the color. Okay. And then it's at 475 Lenfant. That's L apostrophe E N F A N T Lenfant Plaza, which is S W, like Southwest, room. 6403, Washington, D.C., 2020-1127. I'll say again, it's at 475-L-E-N-F-A-N-T, Lenfant Plaza, Southwest, room 6403, Washington, D.C., 2020-1127. And that's important because that's who the post office recognizes as their general counsel for civil practice section. So when you're doing that claim that you mentioned, that's who would receive that claim. Okay. That's that's good information. Could you just please um, the uh the zip code again please? Okay. Could you repeat Could you, the zip? I didn't, I didn't yeah I didn't get all of the I didn't get the room number and I didn't get sure, the zip sure. code. Sure, sure. It's it's Catherine with a C. C A T H E R I N E A like alphabet dot Green, G-R-E-E-N, uh, and that's at Civil Practice Section, next line, United States Postal Service, next line, 475-L-E-N-F-A-N-T, 
Sea Plaza Southwest all still same line room six four zero three next line so four seven five Lynn Flat Plaza Southwest room six four zero three is all one line next line Washington DC two zero two six zero dash eleven twenty seven Thank you, got rewriting it. Sure. Was that enough? I think I got it. I just I wrote it on a sticky note. I just have to put it in my notebook now. <laughs> also, anybody looking on what codes govern the post office that y'all mentioned those claims? Look up the domestic mail manual and the international mail manual. You can get both the DMM and the IMM online as a PDF. Uh, of note, the 39 U.S. Code 101 is for postal policy, and 39 U.S. Code 401 is for general powers of the post service. 39 U.S. Code 403 is general duties. USC, excuse me, 39 U.S.C. 404 is specific powers. And I promise you all of them will have what you're looking for uh, in them if you just peruse through those subsections. Uh, fixing the rate in classes is under subsection 3621. Uh, and people have sued under those specific subsections and won, uh, which is why I mentioned that. Uh, in the DMM in particular, if you look under the TOC at subsection 602 for addressing, and 1.3 for address elements in particular, if they want to throw it under one of those pieces. So again, uh, in particular, look up under subsection 403, subsection 1703 for delay or destruction of mail, and uh, 18 USC for 1701 obstruction of mail generally. Those would be very interesting. Uh, also, um, not to take up the whole thing on that, but there's a few more. 18 USC has got a bunch on this issue. Subsection 1702 is for obstruction of correspondence. Subsection 872 is for extortion by officers or employees who attempt an extortion. Um, if they're asking for more than they're supposed to for any reason, whether that more is money or more is policy that you have to go through, you're not supposed to. Uh, and so subsection, subsection 241 uh, of 18 is, most of you all know, conspiracy of rights. But then 241 is deprivation of rights. Uh, subsection 1726 is postage unlawfully collected. And again, 39 U.S.C. 101 is postal policy. Good, good oh, information. I forgot one more you all might be interested in. Subsection 39 U.S.C. subsection 3652 is for rate and service complaints. So any service complaint would fall under 39 U.S.C. 3662. Um, Sorry. Uh, go ahead. Well, if y'all were talking about me, <laughs> the uh, 39 CFR, uh, not the Council on Foreign Relations, but the Code of Federal Regulations, 39 CFR 447.21 is for prohibited conduct in particular. And it says in there, no employee while acting in their official capacity shall directly or indirectly 
authorized permit or participate in any event, action, course of conduct which subjects any person to discrimination or results in any person being discriminated on the results uh, on the basis of race, color, more importantly, religion or national origin. National origin. What might that pertain to if you're a state national? Wow. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. That, that is that is uh um yeah, that's 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 some good information there. Um um uh, all right. What I was looking for, I cannot find it. I have so much stuff and it's just it's just really ridiculous the amount of stuff that I got and the information, but the the sad part about it is is that this is information I need because this is an active court case and I cannot find this document. And um, uh, oh. yeah, um, she said she she's gonna pay for everybody because we don't have to pay for the. Um, All right. Second. Uh, okay. All right. Let me look on here and see if it might be here. Because uh, we have terabytes of bonds, terabytes of uh, information. Okay. Probably what happened, and I'm going to tell you exactly what happened. I know I did it. I did it right off of this one. Okay. So in this, um, we did this court case um, that we got pending, and the Hurricane Irma. Can you mute that person now? Yeah, I'm going to mute everything. Thank you. She's going to pay for it because she know that the 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 broker, the husband, I lost control of the board. So hold on a second. Hopefully it doesn't disconnect the call. All right. Just so everybody knows, it's eleven eleven four one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm. I'm. I, well. Not um, even that. She took on without knowing the whole. The whole step. She mute your line, off. miss. <laughs> if you could mute your phone. Did I have the conversation in the? Oh shoot! No, I didn't want to do that. All right. Hold on. All right. I'm getting ready to sign back in. Uh, all right. Okay. Okay, there we go. All right, everybody's muted. All right. Um so um I did this case and because of uh Hurricane Hur- Hurricane Irma, um a lot of people here in Georgia still well they I think they got all the power restored now, but um for the last couple of days pretty much everything's been closed. So I couldn't get an answer from the court. But when you're doing GSA bonds um, there's a thing that you're going to have to put with it. Um, we did a cover sheet, uh, especially if you're going into a court case. Um, and uh, I will try to redact this information out, and um, I will put it in the group so that you can get a basic understanding of what you need to do with the uh, with uh, that with the bonds. You need to, uh, 
I think this was a discussion that we had that you need to put something else with it, and this is something we have been doing as well. Um, all right, so here's the deal. Uh, as was said, uh, it is 11.15, um, and I'll unmute everybody again. Uh, it's 11.15 um, or thereabouts, so if you all want to go, I mean, we can go a little bit more if you all want to call it a night. I got no problem with that, and we just uh, next week. So, what do y'all want to do? I'm enjoying the call. I mean, minus whoever was, you know, obviously not meeting themselves. But other than that, I'm, I'm loving the call. Yeah, whatever, whatever you want to do is fine with me. I think we at least got, you know, a couple people on the phone, so whatever you want to do is fine. Okay. You're All right. You're the host. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I also got an early morning myself. But we'll, we'll go, 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 go ahead and do what you got to do. I mean, there's more more stuff for us prepared next week, too, so it's not a problem. Yeah, you know, yeah. Whatever well, you need to do, you've got things to do, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, it's not the point I have things to, to, to do. It's that I get up 6 o'clock in the morning, and I'm out got walking. To I got to lose. That girl, she doesn't know she's unmuted, so. Yeah. She's going to try um, to sit right here. Acting out. That was that move your bag. Ain't nothing wrong with him. I don't know who it is. I wish I knew who it was so I can mute him. I don't want to mute everybody out. There you go. Do what you got to do. Well, let's go ahead and just do it for next week, man. You know, this way it's a little bit easier so you can prepare yourself and get yourself together. No, I'm good. Um, hold okay. On. Let's rock out. I think I got him. Drop him. No, I'm not going to drop him, but I think I got him. I'm not exactly sure, but it sounds like I got him. Okay. Um, all right. Okay. So, all right, let's go. All right. So here's the deal. Let me see where we at here. Uh, all right. So I'm going to go to halfway point, so that way I'll give me a mark to know where we left off at. Um, we got 31 pages of just notes. Um, I didn't finish doing other stuff. There's other stuff that I'm looking at, and um I, I want to make sure that I'm. Um, I want to make sure that the information that I'm giving you is pertinent, you know, and um, to evaluate the 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 things that are being said, um, and uh, so that we're not spinning our wheels. The last thing I think any of us want to do is spin our wheels. Okay, um, I'm not going to hold you. Um, you know, um, I'm not I'm not a person who, and I know a lot of people say this crap. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a lot of people say, you know, I I don't give you something that I ain't did. You know what I'm saying? Um, I've done it. I have over fifty, over fifty authentication sitting right here. At, um, so you figure this ten dollars times fifty. That's five hundred dollars. All right, I'm gonna just mute everybody out for a minute. Um, 
Because I'm not going to go through trying to find who who, who that is. Okay, so I have over 50 um, authentications that are sitting over here by me. And for me, and I'm saying this for me because it's, it's some of this is personal stuff, but we also have businesses. We also have trust. So we need to have this stuff done. We also do authentications for other people. You know what I mean? Um, our services that we offer, you know, um, like I said, it's $95, and we take the whole shooting match. We get it notarized here in Georgia. We get it acknowledged by the court. We take it up, get it filed in the court take it to um, the Secretary of State, get it authenticated. If you pay for uh, two-day mail, you get it back in two days. You pay for express mail, you get it back the next day. Um, and we make sure your documents are done. In fact, we had one, I uh, was discussing with one of the notaries, um, we had a new notary that is in the office I deal with, and basically she messed the documents up, okay? Um, customer got the documents, customer complained, guess what? I took it out of my own pocket to go and get his documents corrected, okay? That's the type of service that we offer. You know what I mean? We, we, don't, we don't play with this, you know, and because of that incident, it has, it has sparked a, a greater concern to make sure that everything is double-checked. Now, my normal notary, she knows what to do. This other girl, I was trying to explain it to her, but she wouldn't listen. So it's imperative that when, like I said, if you got something that you're doing that is 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 valuable, like a twenty-one thousand dollar note, like a two hundred thousand dollar house, um, you know, like a trust, like a will and testament, these things you need to have your dot your eyes dotted, your T's crossed. Okay, all right. So speaking of eyes dotted, T's crossed. Okay, identification document. Okay. First and foremost, in order for oath or acknowledgement act to be legal, a legal ceremony is mandatory that the person be in physical presence of the notary public. Okay, so in that, that brought up. I was on a phone call with uh, one of uh, the notaries that we're going to be uh, connecting with, and also um, these notaries. We have a team of uh, I don't know how many notaries there are. Um, uh, hold on a second. Uh, Mary, you still there? We're here. Okay. How many How many notaries do you do y'all have? Do y'all all together? My network is about ten in Georgia, and uh, five. Almost six in Florida. Six in oh, you got them in Florida too. Oh snap! Okay, okay, all right, bet. All right, so we have notaries in Florida and Georgia. Okay, all right. These people, um, they are learning as well. Um, different processes, um, as far as from the notarial standpoint but from their personal lives as well, okay? And so um, uh, we want to direct our business to these people because these people are, are willing to, to, to learn and they're willing to do what we need necessary to do, okay? Um, so 
talking with her earlier, and there was something that was proposed, and we're going to probably have to change that. Like I said, I will call you tomorrow to discuss how we need to do that because um, th this very point right here, because um, first of all, as I said, you need to be honest and upfront. Okay, we need to tell the truth as much as possible and not cut any corners because you don't want to, one, you don't want to jeopardize your notary, and two, you don't want to be going to jail for perjury, okay? So uh, it is, is important that you're in the presence of the notary public physically, okay? Now, I know there have been some issues because certain notaries that know me and we have done business and, you know, they are over my house and, or what they when I was in Philly, they would come over to my house and we would talk and we would talk outside of business and so forth and so on, that they would do certain things. Not trying to place them in jeopardy, not trying to place myself in jeopardy. Okay? But even if the notary is well acquainted with the person and his handwriting, it is not legally permissible to administer an oath or take an acknowledgement without the presence of the client before the notary. Okay? So if you're getting documents done, you need to be there. And as I said, if they do not know, if they do not acknowledge the fact that you're trying to do an oath, we need to be above board and we need to say, hey, listen, I affirm, I swear, I whatever, 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 I'm telling the truth. So help me, whoever you worship. So let it be written, so let it be done that this is firsthand knowledge, uh, this is the truth to mess with my knowledge. So I affirm and let them put it on there because it's, 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 not, only, it's not only an act of writing, but it's, an act, it's a legal ceremony, just like the president. The president gets up there, you know what I mean, and, and, and the dude says, do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, not but the truth, and you'll be the president of the United States? And he said, there and don't say shit. Did he take an oath? Is he is he is he is he affirming? Is he swearing? Is he put anything on the line? No. So you need to you need to say that in all good consciousness to keep you above board and to keep them above board as well. Okay? So you need to be in front of them to give that oath. All right. Once a person is the president of the notary, they are generally two acceptable means of identification of a person requesting a notary or service. The first, first method is based upon personal knowledge. The notary that I'm currently dealing with, I have been dealing with her for two years. We have, as I told you, we have over 50 documents that have been authenticated. We have even more that has been notarized due to either personal, business, religious, or um, uh, our personal business or uh, through our, 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 our legal service delivery. Uh, delivery service, okay? So she knows me. Everybody in that shop knows me. I can come down there and I can sign anything I want on that document. And there's certain things, and I want to go into that as well because here's the thing, okay? When we understand fictitious or fraudulent, deceiving, okay? If I say that I am my spiritual name, that's who I am. I don't give a damn what my ID say. That ID's not me. I'm me. I'm me. And I have sworn, I have affirmed that my name is, 
my heavenly father gave me this name. Okay? They don't have a problem with that. Okay? Because they know that my intent is to be upright and honorable. And that's the things that we need to do. We need to deal in honor when we're dealing with these people and with these processes. Okay? You get, you um, what's the thing I said, Rachel? Um, scratch a, scratch a thief, find a liar, or something to that effect. Anyway, we need to, we need to say, uh, the truth to the best of our ability. Okay? All right. So the first method is based upon personal knowledge. And when you're doing your durats and when you're doing your affidavits and when you're doing those things, you can put down there, um, I, I put down there that, excuse me, because my notary knows me personally. By personal knowledge, I am who I say I am. Okay? Nothing wrong with that. She knows who I am. She does business with me. She knows my wife. She knows my daughter. She knows us intimately. In fact, we live next county over. Okay? So I, I, I prefer to use personal knowledge. Okay? Second method is on satisfactory evidence. Satisfactory evidence would be driver's license. Okay? Or whatever, whatever state document that they have. Now, um, let's go in and let's look at that. Okay, um, a lot of people want to come in and they want to say, hey, listen, um, I'm not the name, um, and you aren't the name, okay? And even though that name is something similar to it, there is a statement that you can add to your documents, okay, uh, that states that, you know, by the use of said document, uh, that this doesn't, or the use of a notary does not bring me into any foreign jurisdictions, blah, 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 blah. And you can have that on there before you're direct, okay? Notifying or giving notice that though I'm using a notary, it is for this specific purpose, not to bring me into a foreign jurisdiction, okay? So those are, those are things that we can add in there to protect us. But we got to follow the procedures to the best of our ability to make sure that our papers are handled correctly, okay? Because if not, they're not going to file them, okay? It's that simple. Perfect example, when the guy sent me the affidavit for the uh, for my car, there was some stuff on there I didn't like. I'm not saying that because that ain't true. Now, I'm going to put in there what is true and make it as close to what he's asking for without dragging myself into uh, some foreign jurisdiction. Okay, so in that instance, you know, you find out what is the legally acceptable wording that uh, will not bring you into any type of uh, uh, a foreign jurisdiction. That's important, okay? All right, so if they're looking for uh, specific evidence um, that establishes your identity, okay, Satisfactory evidence, passport issued by any nation, driver's license issued by U.S. state territory, non-driver's license, uh, identification card issued by state or territory, or U.S. military identification, okay? Now, what is not listed on here, and one of the things that we are doing, we're in the process <coughs> of doing our own IDs, okay? 
And the only reason why I'm telling you this, once again, everything is not for everybody, okay? All right, because we are a tribe, we're a tribal government, we can issue our own tribal identification, okay? These tribal identifications are acceptable. If you go on TS, excuse me, TSA website, they tell you they will accept tribal identifications by those that are federally recognized. Excuse me, I had to get some water. Federally recognized. Okay, so what does federally recognized mean? All right? You can, and if you understand your triad, your heritage, your history, you make your statement, you submit it to them, and you give them by notary protest or by notary uh, uh, presentment, and give them 30 days, they don't respond and stands as truth. Okay? And you have that incorporated somehow so that if, if anything is said, listen, here it is. Have the law attached. In fact, that one of the organizations that we're connected to, they have documents that they have given us that we can pass out to people to say, listen, here's the law. If you don't follow it, you're now in breach of the law and breach of our, our, our trust in our tribal government. And they can be sued. And I think the brother gave us the uh, codes and stuff for the race and, and religious belief and so forth and so on um, that, you know, you can go in on, all right? So some, some, some state statutory laws legally declare which uh, identification documents are acceptable for personal identification before a notary. So you would have to check with your state to make sure, all right? Um, any, any document that would be uh, acceptable for, uh, say, proof of uh, alcoholic beverages, um, uh, driving, um, I think that some, um, some employment um, documents are acceptable as well. Long as it has, as long as it has something. There was something that I had. Um, let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Uh, it's very interesting, and um, I wanted to, I wanted to go in and to try to verify that information before I gave it to you. Unfortunately, I didn't have an opportunity. Um, okay, so this is for the UK, all right? And I'm assuming it's in the UK. I don't know if it pertains to over here. That's the disclaimer that I'm putting out here, all right? Okay, so it says, uh, who can certify a document? And this is off of uh, uh, government UK. Okay? All right. Who can certify a document? To certify a document, ask a professional person or someone well-respected in your community of good standing, like a bank, a building society official, a counselor, a minister of religion, and that was interesting because I am a pastor, all right, a dentist, chartered accountant, solicitor or a notary, teacher or a lecturer. All right? The person you ask should be related. Uh, the person that you shouldn't ask or uh, 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 
the person you ask shouldn't be related to you, living at the same uh, same address, or in relationship with you. Okay. All right. So, um, now this is the part I don't agree with. Um, because basically they're telling telling the notaries that it is prudent to decline to accept any any identification document that has expired. Um, uh, an expired identification is legally void. Furthermore, never accept uh, identification document that is printed in non-English language unless fluent in that language. Okay. I don't agree with that, and the only reason why is because at one point in time that document was legal just because they said it expired, I did not expire. Okay? I am still alive. Just because that document expired didn't mean that I'm dead. Okay? And there's some other stuff, and I don't really want to go into all of that, Um but once again, that's why I said it's important for you to develop relationship with uh, with your notary. All right. Uh, some some laws have states would permit um, a notary to identify a person who does not possess identification by means of a credible witness, and that'd be another route that you could go. That you could have somebody that is a credible witness. All right. That can notar that can do an affidavit or attestation to state yes, this, he is who he says he is. I have known him for some specific time, okay? Now, we're in the process of getting passports, okay? I have talked to the Department of State. Um, because of our religious belief, um, my daughter doesn't have a Social Security number. She doesn't have a birth certificate, okay? So we have created our own religious document. She is listed in our, our, our family Bible. Uh, our history is listed in our family Bible, and this is something else that y'all might want to do. Listen, I don't care what you believe. I don't care if you believe in it or not. Damn it, get your Bible with a family page on it and do it. Why? Because even if you don't believe in it, majority of the statutes, the codes, and laws that they are using derives from the uh, Bible. And if you don't believe me, um, I can I can pull it up and we can do it in another time and I'm not bringing it up to getting into the religious debate because once again I don't care what you believe I don't care that that's your belief respect your belief you respect mine and that's gonna call it a day Hallelujah I'm gonna get into all of that but what I want to share with you if you give me a second let me see if I can find it real quick um, I'm just gonna give you one example so that you know and you understand where they're getting their stuff from. Whether you believe it or not, this is what they're using. So you have to know that book so that you could go in and um and 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 and, and defend yourself if you want to be free. Okay? All right, just give me one second. I just gotta look this up. Uh see if I could do this real quick. Bam. Okay. All right. All right, here we go. I'm going in the book of Jeremiah, okay? <clears throat> um, verse, uh, chapter 32, verse 10, okay? This is what it says. 
It says, I subscribed the evidence and sealed it and took witnesses, weighed it, him the money in the balances. Verse 11, so I took the evidence of the purchase, both that which was sealed according to the law and custom and that which was open. Okay? Uh, Verse 12, and I gave the evidence of the purchase. All right, so this is basically Jeremiah is purchasing land. He purchased it, okay? He subscribed the evidence, sealed it, and took witnesses. He weighed the money that it was right, the right amount. He had witnesses with him, not somebody that's going to agree with him, okay? So I took the evidence of the purchase. What was that? The deed, okay? Both that which was sealed according to the law and custom and that which was open, all right? That which was sealed and that which was open. Okay, and I gave the evidence of the purchase unto Barak, the son of Noriah, the son of Manasseh, in the sight of Himaliah, uh, mine uncle's son, in the presence of the witnesses that scribed the book of the purchase before the Jews that sat in the court of the prison. And I charged Barak before them, saying, Thus says, Uh, I don't know how to say that. Yeah. The term I don't use, but anyway, uh, you call it Lord, the Lord of hosts, God of Israel. We don't use those terms, all right? That these evidence, this evidence of the purchase, both which is sealed and this evidence which is open, put them in the earthen vessels that they may continue many days. What was he saying? I purchased this land from this person. Here's the witnesses. The witnesses saw that I weighed the money. The money was correct. These witnesses possibly might have been notaries. It might have been a notary and a witness. I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and, and look up all that stuff. I'm just showing you an example of how this is in Scripture, and it is taken and given the process of how they did the transaction for the purchase of the land. Okay? Everybody understand that? All right? So, this stuff, this is, this is the things that are in, in Scripture that they're using. And I mean, we can, if y'all want, I can do a whole thing on just the laws and how the laws from Scripture and the laws of the state, they, they just coincide. Not going to do it tonight because I'm not prepared for that, all right? But you have to have these notaries identify the person, okay, so that um, they are who they say they are because we want to deal in honesty, all right? And then they make a sworn statement regarding the truth of the identity of the person without suitable means of identification, Okay? All right, if the statute of the law outlines this, this type of procedure, a notary is, fully, uh, is, is lawfully permitted to proceed with extreme caution. This is highly unusual. Unusual form of identification is very risky and not recommended. Now, once again, if you're dealing with, <clears throat> if you're dealing with someone 
who is you have a relationship with and you know, come on. It it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't take a rocket science to figure out some of these things that are being said, you know, uh once again, if somebody has an expired ID, just because that ID expired don't mean I'm dead. All right? Okay. Um and the reason why they're saying this is that it's because such a procedure might be an, a, an invitation to a possible fraud. But if you got two people, especially if they're husband and wife, damn it, I've been married to my wife 12, 13 years. And she know me. Okay? She know my uprising. She know my down, sitting, laying down, the, the whole nine yards. Okay? So... If I'm saying that that's me and I can give you other other identification or other documents that prove that what she's saying and what I'm saying is true, then why wouldn't we not go ahead and proceed forward? All right? All right. The other thing is, is this, the identification and what they're, what they're attempting to say is a physical description and photograph on the card. But guess what? Just because there's a picture on the card, that does not make that me. That's just something that looks like me. That's not me. I'm me. There can be another. There can never be another me. Even though my daughter looks like me, acts like me, she ain't me. My other daughter look like me, act like me, she ain't me. I am it. When he made me, he threw away the mold. Y'all need to be happy for that because there'd be a lot of crazy niggas running around. <laughs> all right. Okay. So although the signature on the document may casually compare with the signature on the presented identification, a notary may refuse to proceed with the service if the signatures do not match one another. Now, watch this. Even though they are the, those signatures on there might match or might not match, it doesn't make a difference because, you know, when you're signing for those driver's licenses and stuff, they give you this little box. And it might not come out the way it, it comes out on, 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 on normal paper or the way I normally write my paper because I write big, wide, and, and, and long, okay? So it might not look the same, okay? Um, and then I say my name different ways for different things. Depends on what hat I'm wearing. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm the, um, the director of our company, I sign my name one way. If I'm the trustee, I sign my name another way. If I'm me, I sign my way another way. And in fact, um, I have a trademark. I'm sorry, I have a service mark on my signature. Okay, not one but two. In fact, I got a trademark not only on my signature, but I got a trademark on my finger fingerprints and my damn face. So if I want to be, if I want to be nasty. There's a whole bunch of people, state of Georgia, state of Pennsylvania, and whoever else is using my image. You are in violation of my trademark. And I need to put that on a UCC3 and put a, a fee schedule with it so that it is noticed and can serve notice to auto jokers, including the part of Department of Motor Vehicles, that, hey, you can't use my image. One, it's against my religious belief. Two, um, it's a violation of my trademark. All right? All right. So that identification, it serves a purpose, okay, because you want to make sure that the person that's signing that document 
is the person who say they are who they are and the owner of the property and so much and so forth and so on and so on. All right? So we're going to skip past that. Um, only behind the fact that I'm trying to get through to this halfway point, and I'm not even halfway there. Man, all right, it's almost 12 o'clock. All right, come, come 12 o'clock, we're done. I don't care if I'm finished or not. All right? All right, so when a notary signs the right or acknowledge the acknowledgement certificate, he is not guaranteeing the signature on the document as genuine. Rather, he is a public official, public officer performing a legal ceremony and documenting that the legal ceremony took place. Once again, why is it important to make sure you raise your hand and you go through your little gyrations because you are you're doing a ceremony, okay? And do we want this to be legitimate? I swore oath. I said I said the truth, and and she's verifying it. He's verifying it as a notary. He did his due diligence, her due diligence, in the checking to make sure that I was the person. I was physically in their presence. I I am verifying that I wrote this document. I am doing this of my own free will. I'm attesting to this document. Uh, I'm stating that this document is true. Uh, under the penalties of perjury. All right, I don't use that term, but, you know, this is the thing that you have to convey to them, that I'm telling the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. All right? So it's important that that is signed and understand what they're doing because a lot of, and, I'm, and this is what we're finding out, a lot of, of, of people are saying, well, that the notary is there because um, they could just notarize your signature. No, they do oaths too. And this is an oath. And this oath, I swore to tell the truth. Okay, I did tell the truth. This is the truth, and you need to rebut it. If you don't, get the heck out the way and give me what belongs to me or, or dismiss this case or whatever, whatever, whatever. Okay? All right. Uh, basically, go over um, the different um, the different identifications um this is all, this this the, the where where I got this information from is from an older book. So the the information is uh, in some instances a little dated as far as um, the information they're giving you as far as the passports because passports have been new are, are newer and there are new security features in it since uh, long after 1984. That's the reference they're using. Um, military ID, driver's license. Uh, driver's license, as we know, real ID coming into effect next year. So there are certain things that a, even a driver's license won't be accepted federally. Excuse me, because some states have not met the qualifications for real, real ID. Okay, but that doesn't mean that the, the notary cannot accept it. Okay, and the only reason why I'm saying that is because the bottom line is the state issued identification. Just because the feds are not accepting it doesn't mean that you can't accept it as an ID because it's a state-issued ID, all right? Um, uh, government employee IDs, um, you could also use uh, alien identification cards uh, as acceptable IDs, all right? Uh, Okay. All right, cool. 
I'm going to unmute everybody. Does anybody have any questions? I have none right now, just digesting quite a bit of information. All right. Cool beans. And, I mean, there's there's way more stuff to go through. I mean, it's just, I mean, right now, I don't want to overload y'all. And um, still got, like, like, 15, 20 pages, you know, and... Um, I'm not even I'm not even finished half of my due diligence and the information that I need to to present to us. Um, um you know, to get the information out that we need. Um there are some very important points for uh next call. Um uh um, sitting here looking at notes, it's just like I need to get into components, uh, affidavits, and and stuff like that. Um, so um, we can call it a wrap, and um, we can go from there. Uh, and I guess what we'll do, um, we'll say next Monday at nine o'clock uh, to finish this this up and uh, we can go from there. Uh, the person who gave me the uh, postal information or gave us the postal information, you still on the call? I had, I had muted, but I'm here. I had muted, but I'm here. Okay. Um, if you look up, if you look up, oh, man, all right. I'm going to put my, um, you're on Facebook? Yeah, I got your number. I'll call you after. Okay. Well, yeah, there's my profile. If you yeah, yeah, uh, hit me up, because um, I, I want to talk to you a little bit more um, and uh, go from there. All right? Sounds good. All right. Well, wow. It's a blast, man. Three hours almost. Um Hopefully, uh, we got some information out of this. Um, once again, if anybody want to use our services, you can hit us up and hit me up on that profile I just posted up there. And we'll try to help you out the best we can. Um, you know, there are some things. Uh, if you just want to file some documents, uh, we usually just charge $35 just to file the documents for you because that's a shorter trip for us. But if you want the whole kit and caboodle, it's like 95 and that's basically um, only behind the fact that we got to drive three, um, almost 200 miles to get that done the same day for you. Um, and like I said, you know, uh, if 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 you want them done right, you know, we try to make sure that we get them done right. If not, like I said, that one one customer, that one client, we end up paying to have his stuff redone. You know, and that's something that if you do it on your own, you screw up, you. You just screwed up. There's nothing you can do about it. You gotta pay you gotta pay. <laughs> you gotta pay to correct it, you know. So, um, we are supposed to be going up, making a trip up. Um either I think uh beginning first of the month. So if you want, hit us up. Uh we we'll see if we can uh, help you out. Uh if not, 
We'll see you next week. Uh, same bat station, same bat time. All right? Okay. Good night. Good night, Thank everyone. You. All right. Talk to you later. Peace. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.